welcome to the Sherlock Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Becky Hull, Heather Steele, and Polly Sayer. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. I'm feeling so festive today. Yeah. Because last night, I went to see Love Actually <gasps> in concert oh with a live orchestra. So I jealous. forgot you were doing that. I, I went to the event of Apollo, and it was probably the most festive thing I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, I bet it was amazing. And tell us your story. Well, and then someone proposed oh, on stage what? at the end. At the end. So, at the end. So, like, as if it wasn't romantic enough, already watching Love Actually with a live orchestra, which really does kind of give you all the feels. Like, I saw through Love Actually at the best of times, yeah. then with, with that kind of rousing mm. orchestra. And I was watching the scene with Colin Firth when, you, you know, he goes to... Oh. Well, well, I've never quite understood Portugal. to be France or Portugal. I think it's Portugal. I think it's Portugal. Yes. But, Portuguese. but she works in France. So true. Think, I've always found that a bit of a plot hole, but anyway. Maybe so, once he left, she couldn't look after the house because there was no one in there, so yeah. she went back home. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I was watching that moment and thinking, somebody has to propose. I was like, this is just the best yeah. moment. This is so, it was so romantic, the whole kind of setting and everything. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, at the very end, um, the orchestra kind of took their bows and the conductor grabbed a microphone and said, oh, I've just got somebody here who wants to say something. And yeah, this guy got on stage and his oh, soon-to-be fiancé was at the back of the circle, so we couldn't actually see her but it was amazing because the whole auditorium was kind of looking around to see her and cheering and clapping as I say cry love actually anyway cried even more from the orchestra being there and then this just hit me over the edge yeah ugly crying (laughs) that is to see a proposal that is a great story isn't it anyway I'm feeling very festive and now that was my gateway I thought I'm still going to wait a few weeks to watch the holiday because that's like my ultimate I love that is that your favourite yeah do you feel that for me that is like a, quite a festive film but I wouldn't say it is a Christmas film I'd agree with you on yeah. that actually probably so I would yeah. watch that now actually yeah. as a kind of warm up film and then later go on to things like Elf and the Grinch yeah no I completely get that I hate I just, the, Grinch. Just yeah. Yeah. I hate I the Grinch I love Elf Elf is my Elf favourite I like Elf film. The yeah. Grinch I just oh, love oh, the oh I watched Grinch. that this week the Jim Carrey one yeah, yeah. of course yeah. Yeah. yeah so so good can I uh, surprise everyone and talk about a Christmas film I watched this weekend oh, which is new so me and the girls do our sort of Christmas thing every year and because everyone else in my group are going to Australia for Christmas this year, we're doing it early. Okay. So we did it this weekend. It was technically still November. <laughs> but uh, one of my friends, Chloe, had watched Klaus. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say this. It's on so Netflix. good. It's just come out on Netflix. Uh, and it's an animated film by this Spanish director. And she she's watched it twice already, I think. But she does love Christmas films. So she was like, it's great, guys. We have to watch it. And I was like, okay. I don't really get that okay. excited. It's bloody brilliant. It's so good, guys. It's have you seen it as yeah. well? I did. I as soon as you started it. talking, I was like, I bet I know what Heather's going to say. It's so, so good. good. What's it about? Yeah, it's brand new and it's oh. just come out on Netflix, I guess, the last couple of weeks. So it's basically about some young man whose dad is like head of the postal service in this sort of unnamed country. And he, you know, the son's like a kept man. So eventually the dad's like, right, you need to start earning your keep. You can live this life of luxury if you go to this island in the middle of nowhere and somehow managed to get them to send 6,000 letters in a year. So he ends up, you know, on this big voyage, gets to this place, and everybody absolutely hates each other. There's kind of two rival families who are always feuding, (laughs) and no one can really read or write. So he's like, great, how the hell am I going to get people to write 6,000 letters? Finds this old man called Klaus, who's got loads of toys in his workshop, (laughs) and somehow manages to bribe the kids. This isn't a spoiler, it's just setting the scene, Mm -hmm. but... 
manages to yeah like get the kids to be like if you learn to read and write and send letters you'll get a present and then it kind of sets off the chain but it's really heartwarming the animation's awesome and I liked it I don't know if you felt like this Becky but it was really Tim Burton-esque like the characters are all a bit like grotesque looking and funny looking and it's all a bit creepy Mm. but it's all still like festive and cheery yeah is it a musical do they sing no No. okay and is it for kids you could watch it with children yeah definitely definitely. it's great I feel like there's room in my life for a new Christmas film it's so good the same so ones I watch every year yeah. so because oh, I, I know there was a few Christmas ones on Netflix last year I didn't watch them but I think people were a bit like oh I'll put it on as background mm, watching but yeah. actually Klaus Okay, well good. worth a watch. Yeah, because there have been some really rubbish ones on Netflix. Emilia Clark one, I've heard it's not so That's good. That's not on Netflix. Year. That's actually out in the cinema. It which is, I don't yeah. Know. I know, but it's had to, this is the um, Last Christmas, which is Emilia Clark, written by Emma Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the music of uh, George Michael and Wham, so yes. it should be good, but it's supposed to be absolutely dire. Although, um, it's another film where the critics are panning it, but everyone who's actually gone uh, to see it loves it. Like all, Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah, all my friends who've been are like, it's amazing. Oh, so I think okay. if you do fancy watching it, don't be put off by the critics. Okay. But I think so, actually it's festive Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. On a slightly different note, I have one documentary to recommend and another to avoid. The one I watched and loved was the Andy Murray documentary mm. on Amazon Prime. It's called Andy Murray Resurfacing and was filmed over 18 months in the end. It was supposed to document his hip surgery, which took place in January 2018, but ended up going on a lot longer because obviously that didn't solve his Mm. hip injury and listeners may or may not know he had a subsequent second operation which was a resurfacing hip operation which basically does what it says in the tent. So that was, but that was after having announced that he was retiring from tennis and I'm sure everybody remembers that incredibly emotional Mm. press conference he gave. So it follows him really from the beginning of this journey where he was in a world of pain um, and really couldn't go on playing. In that level of pain, the rehabilitation after that operation which should have helped that subsequent breakdown where he realised that he couldn't go on he was still in awful pain and then his return to Wimbledon last year I don't even remember he won the doubles uh, at Wimbledon last year um, and so how he's kind of back Mm. on the up now Um, but it's the most amazing I think obviously he's somebody who's kind of been notoriously private and I think everybody has warmed to him now but it kind of went back into his career and reminds you that actually he wasn't always the most popular he had terrible anger issues really was this kind of moody bloke who who people didn't really get behind so much until relatively recently yeah. um but he is so likable in this documentary yeah. it really it really shows a lot of the relationships between him and his team and obviously at that professional level you have an incredibly close-knit team of physios and yeah. trainers and they are like brothers and they're kind of mm. all in his house the whole time if you want a bit of house porn obviously the murrays have a pretty nice yeah. house <laughs> um kim murray and judy and actually the whole murray family talk pretty candidly about what it was like and what it is like living with somebody kind of performing at that level and yeah it's just a really fascinating emotional kind of roller coaster look Mm. at somebody who's completely elite so whether you're into tennis or not it's just I always find it fascinating Mm. just watching the story of anyone at the top of their game whatever that industry is Um, I mean he's a seriously emotional guy and you can see the turmoil he goes through 
mm. with the kind of decision making, whether to announce that he was giving up, whether to then try and go back to Wimbledon, and and yeah, really, really worth a watch. Also, a shout out to um, the director, who's a girl called Olivia Cappuccini, who is gosh, she's my age, she's twenty eight, wow. I know, which is really depressing. But yeah, absolutely unbelievable feat um, for a young twenty eight year old yeah, director, incredible. and she, and she produced it as well to wow. um, to a get that kind of access and be um, produce yeah. such a moving documentary. So yeah. I really recommend it. My one to avoid is Kiara Fragney's documentary on um, Amazon Prime. (laughs) So for those who don't know, although I'm sure everybody does, she is um, one of the biggest influencers in the world. She has, I think, 17 million followers and counting. And she's one of the kind of really original influencers. And again, a fly on the wall documentary has been made about her and her life and kind of what it takes to be an influencer at that level. It actually premiered at Venice Film Festival. So you would kind of think that gave it a bit of weight, but actually it's a load of rubbish and doesn't really tell you anything about it's just a lot of posing you know that's it's a lot of like Mm. kind of fake annoying instagrammy graphics and yeah her kind of walking down the street looking pretty i thought it would be interesting to see what whether you like her or not just have somebody really go behind behind the scenes with like a mega influence because it is still a business so you'd hope you'd get to see that the mechanics i suppose it's disappointing because i guess like she had the opportunity to really showcase like what she does Mm. and like how much effort goes into it because I guess there's a lot of stigma attached to like being an influencer mm-hmm. you're just like having a doss and posing around but she obviously missed that opportunity yeah <laughs> it, it, it just kind of felt like propaganda like they've got some unbelievable people speaking like Marie Garcia Churi is interviewed Eva Chen real heavyweights in the industry but all they're doing is is kind of banging on about how fabulous Kiara is and not really and no I, just, I just didn't really take that. anything away from it yeah, yeah. yeah. so Shame. I don't recommend that I'm afraid oh. good to know um, but anyway the Andy Murray one is definitely definitely worth a watch oh so, I'll yeah. be watching yeah, that yeah, yeah, Harry's a big tennis fan as well so we'll mm, get yeah, that on definitely yeah. do I have been watching a show called Gold Digger Oh, yeah. oh yes, on BBC, BBC One. Has anyone else? No. no. I've seen bits and bobs, but I'm yet so to sit So I was down. just completely, again, classic me. It's a bit of a thriller. It's about a older woman who has just turned 60 and she has obviously had quite a traumatic life. She keeps having sort of flashbacks to things that happened with her previous husband. And along the way on her 60th birthday, all her children kind of leave her to celebrate on her own. Already you're like, oh, there's family friction. And then this young guy who's half her age comes into her life and she ends up falling in love with him but as the show progresses you realise that he has other motives and her family she's got three children I think this is why it appealed to me so much it's two brothers and a daughter which is literally my (laughs) family set up and it sort of shows how the family interact with him and how they feel quite uncomfortable about it because the mother is incredibly wealthy and it just takes you on so many different twists and turns and it's really real life look at a family dynamic and how that would genuinely make you yeah. feel and I am just so gripped I'm on episode four Ooh. there's six episodes but something bad's coming it, I can feel it really, <laughs> really reminds me of Dirty John that, yeah, that sort of storyline it probably is similar it's just it's a really Ooh, good sort right. of addictive show on family life great. I like when they do six episodes yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's manageable enough, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, nice. One. So that's me, guys. Is the whole thing done? The whole thing's done. You can binge it yes. on iPlayer. Okay. So yeah, top tip. We're going to talk now about a subject close to my heart: glowing skin this <laughs> winter. I don't know if we've actually talked about this on the podcast, Becky, have we? But we have been undergoing Operation Glow yeah. <laughs> over the last few months. <laughs> um, so this has been Becky's uh, hard work to try and help me get a more glowing makeup look. I was in a bit of a matte rut. And I think it's working. I think oh, it's yeah. working. Uh, so you wrote a piece on your top tips for getting skin that glows this winter. You are a fountain of wisdom on the subject. So 
hit us. What, what were your most important tips? So I think the one thing that I think people often forget is glowing makeup doesn't start with foundation. You don't just sort of put on a foundation and think, why have I not got glowing skin? It's all in like the prep, which I put here. I think you have to start with either a primer that's got a bit of luminescence to it. And actually primers generally, I don't really think they do much. But I think if you're looking to build texture or a bit of dewiness, then they're pretty key. Here I put in the Becca Backlight Priming Filter because it's got a sort of luminescence to it, but also Becca's Glow Drops, which I think I gave you that time, you did, Charlotte. Yes. You literally pipette them into your foundation and it's like a sort of dewy gleam and you just mix it in with your foundation. I'd always use a brush and just buff it in and you do get a really healthy glow. It's like a dewy serum. Yeah, it? Like exactly. A serum. And also I think it's important to think about your skincare before. So even Katie Jane Hughes, when she came in to do some filming, mentioned the importance of like prepping your skin and she used Elemis's dynamic resurfing pads, which actually are really impressive. If you sort of just use one and buff it around your face it completely takes away dead skin cells which is one of the biggest things for glow and can i just say those are literally the best oh, the best oh my god how they are amazing amazing and they leave you with it your skin feels tight but not in a horrible way it just looks really like refined i've never plump. felt cleaner than using never those. felt cleaner yeah. and it does it gives you a glassy sort of finish which so is why would she you loves use, them. would you use them in the morning or the evening then those kind of things i'm never I sure mean, with either okay but i think i'd say morning just okay. because for makeup afterwards it does right. really help your makeup to sit properly but also they are good for night because you are removing all the deadness yeah i like skin. a good scrub before i go to sleep yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but either and do you um, use them daily or like weekly or? i would say a few times a week okay. just because it depends on your skin type but i've got very like paper thin mm-hmm. skin so i would only use them maybe three times max Fine. but they are strong they're still like exfoliating okay. so you don't want to go too hard no. on your skin And another tip I've picked up is to actually just put on oil onto your skin after you've put makeup on. And I know that sounds really really bad. That is controversial because a lot of people don't like oil in the first place. I know. And I'm not saying, you know, when when people hear oil, I think they immediately recoil. But you can get sort of fan brushes, dip it into the, just a tiny bit of oil on the back of your hand and just sort of fan it over the tops of your cheekbones it's not going to remove all your makeup it's not going to sort of make everything slide it's just going to add a bit of shine and you can use any oil you want it I think any look for oil. once any <laughs> facial oil. Yeah, I think olive, <laughs> sunflower, sunflower, virgin olive oil, um, any sort of anything that's really lightweight. Okay, I think that is fine. Just you only just and put a bit on your the back of your hand first, so you're not sort of pouring it mm-hmm. onto your face. And just dip the tiniest bit in and smatter it. Literally smatter it on it's your cheek. Tips we like, Becky. I think that. it's really yeah. it's nice. In photos that you wouldn't matter what you use really. No, I imagine you have yeah, proper and you only need the. But I think people panic, but you, you really don't need much. I'm surprised in this piece how many powders are still included. I, because I'm on this quest yeah. for glow, I've actually completely shied away from powders of yeah, all kinds. I'm not yeah. using bronzer or um, mm. setting powder or anything like that, but maybe I'm wrong yeah so powders I immediately you would sort of think like why on earth would I put powder on if I want glow but there's so many now that have luminous formulas mm-hmm. um, and with sort of light reflecting pigments I think the key with powder is to not go for one that's uber white mm-hmm. you only need the tiniest bit and I, I mean I think also the point of a powder is to stop the glow from looking sweaty mm-hmm. so you need it just I would honestly only say your t-zone you don't need it anywhere else if you're starting to do your cheeks it's going to just end up looking matte so you just need a dusting on your t-zone and the rest of the glow will come through naturally oh. and can you use bronzers and highlighters 
to get that glow or that kind of wet look glow I suppose we're talking about without looking matte definitely I think bronzers can be a bit harder because I think naturally they're a greyer duller texture but blusher you can use to sort of the creamiest formulas possible or ones that are a bit wetter on your skin A they last longer and B they are just healthier because they don't sink into your skin and just go a dirty colour which is what sort of mattifying products do I think bronzer yes providing it is mixed with other products Mm -hmm. But blusher, definitely. You can you can make your skin look so fresh with blusher. Well, we like a cream blusher. Mm. And for those who want a good cream blusher recommendation, Becky's Beauty Spot from a couple of, I think it was two weeks ago, yes. um, was all about cream blushes. And so it'll be on the highlights reel of the Sheerlux Instagram account. And there were some amazing ones in there, including the Trini one. Well, for more of Becky's tips on how to get glowing skin, then have a look at the piece on the site cold and flu season is officially upon us I know that only too well um and so again Becky you wrote a piece on all the ways to well to if not cure overnight to at least aid um a cough and cold so I want to know guys what are your top tips if you're down with allergy Polly what do you do every time I start exhibiting any kind of symptom of a cold my husband shoves vitamin c tablets in my face and it's the ones that you dissolve in water and they're like fizzy and orangey flavored and i'm quite weird i don't like anything orange flavored and he just he makes me have it it's i find it personally quite rank but it it does actually work Mm -hmm. so i have to say i mean Mm -hmm. that is one of the tips in there is to dose up your vitamin c but you know you could have some oranges if you prefer fruit or you can just get it concentrated in a tablet and have a drink instead but yeah it does work lou was feeding me this all of last week and it turned my wee fluorescent oh yeah I think which i was not yeah. aware about and the first time i was like oh my god what is happening to- i not only do i have a cold i'm now radioactive <laughs> oh god so yeah so just be just be aware once you have been afflicted if the vitamin c hasn't worked what do you do to, to feel better or to try and i mean i i think first defense is pretty good or you know if it's kind of past that point, then I would just have some chicken soup, make sure you're eating mm-hmm. lots of nutritious mm-hmm. foods, no crap, you know, vegetable soup I tend to find is really good because it's full of all the nutrients and then all the water's going to be really hydrating and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of what I would personally stick to. I'm not a doctor. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, it works for you. I think it sounds like good advice. What about you? What do you do to beat the lurgy? Yeah, lots of hot lemon and then, yeah, loads of lemon sip, basically. Mm. Uh, it depends what kind of illness. But, yeah, I'm with you on the, instead of veggie soup, yeah, hot chicken soup with loads of chilli in. Chilli or just something to try and blast yeah. it away, especially if you can't taste anything. Yeah. A really spicy yeah. soup actually really does help. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then... I guess it says in the piece, like, not that I do much exercise anyway, but yeah, just trying to take it easy. And if you are feeling like death, just like, you don't have to go to gym, you can just try and get an early night and just get better. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think don't be a martyr. I really believe that when you're ill, you're ill. Mm. I just think the biggest thing your body needs is rest. And usually as a result, you kind of get ill because you're run down. Kind of your body saying, can you just stop? Um, But I think one of the best things I can recommend is I had a really bad chest infection a couple of years ago. And um, I sort of pride myself on not getting ill much. It completely knocked me for six. But the one thing that really helped was having hot baths with Knipe. It's a German brand. They have these liquid bath oils and they're like decongestant rubs. And you can, they also just relax your muscles. Some of them have like magnesium in. Oh yeah, that'd be good. But they completely, it's not going to cure it instantly, but it does sort of lift your senses and just make your body feel a lot more relaxed so I think it depends on the illness and also just staying hydrated which yeah. is so boring but I do recommend Knipe for colds they also do amazing salts I suppose the other thing as well is if you really are kind of like contagiously ill 
ill is if you're at risk of making another four or five mm, people also yeah. horrendously ill I think yeah I think maybe a... try and work from home yeah, or exactly. if you if you are in a position to do that well, like you said Becky just like actually takes some time there's a whole culture around just keeping on going yeah. and like I work really hard I've you know never stop but actually like you said I think it's really important to recognize when your body definitely just needs a rest yeah, and like completely. even if it's just a day I also have you. I have a real fear of you can get a common cold and then it can develop into something so much more serious mm. like that's how people get pneumonia by pushing through that kind of illness yeah, um, definitely. So even if it feels like just a minor ailment you, mm. you have to take it seriously because that's when nasty things develop that is true and actually one off the back of that avoiding alcohol because the amount of times mm. I have had drinks was fit with a small cold and then it has just made yeah. me so much worse yeah, yes um, worse. although having said that I find that a hot toddy <laughs> I was going to say yeah we went, and lemon exactly I was I was really full of cold last week in fact thankfully I didn't feel t- it wasn't like a oh my god I must be in bed situation but really my head was suffering mm, yeah. and we had our bash event and we went out for drinks afterwards and everybody's busy ordering cocktails I was like can you make me a hot toddy <laughs> but it really you know I really couldn't breathe before it and it really does make, make all the difference and then actually I yeah I whipped them up at home this weekend so um, in was, the right dose then it, yeah, yeah 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 small dosage <laughs> but yeah I really do find that whiskey can help particularly if you're nearing the mm, end yeah um, whiskey, it's very warming isn't it so whiskey yeah. a bit of hot water <laughs> I mean when you're out the worst of it yeah. as opposed to on death's door and probably um, not at your desk no, yeah. no, no, no not, not very work appropriate so um, again when I was really suffering last week I just went straight to Planet Organic after work and um, stocked up on all the things we talked about and that is really uh, you know when you actually just feel better knowing you have all those yeah, things yeah, so I got yeah. my ginger tea and I got bone broth but also another tip on this was to ditch sugar and I really do find that the minute mm. I put some, even if it, that's what your body the minute I put something sweet in my mouth and I've got a cold you just yeah you do not feel good I did think that was really interesting actually that point Mm. because that that, hasn't come from me it's come from an expert and I thought actually that's so interesting because sugar can make you feel on such a crash at the best of times all those lemon sips of mine then (laughs) full of sugar sugar. exactly watch the lemon sip but I actually I remember once I didn't realise when I was quite young that it actually had paracetamol in it. I thought it was just a comforting drink. Oh, you were just going for so it. So I like had Definitely it when I was ill and then just carried on drinking it. Oh. And I was like, God, I just really bloody love Lemsip. <laughs> my friend was like, you know, it's got paracetamol in it. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I was like three or four a day. Oh my oh, God. That must have made you so tired. You probably did. Yeah, not the best for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, for more tips that don't include overdosing on paracetamol <laughs> and Lemsip, um, then have a look at the piece on the site. We're going to talk now about how to style your Christmas tree, whether you're after something beautiful and polished or something a little more, what's the word, rustic, authentic. (laughs) Then we put together a piece with all the different tips you could need for making it look as festive as possible. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, so, has everybody got their tree up, first of all? I saw you got your tree this weekend. Yes, really exciting. Heather? No? No, not yet, but I think next weekend will be the time, because otherwise, I just think by the time it gets to New Year's yeah. Eve and I'm back from my parents and whatnot it's just gonna be dead so no, gonna wait don't. hold off Becky we bought our Saturday oh. it was very oh, exciting was but we also have a fake tree the fake tree is live it's up mm-hmm. okay. and then we get a real one for the dining room it's random oh, actually yeah. double tree oh, sorry so I've also gone for a fake tree um, which I've had a lot of flack about but this is my first tree ever sorry to my mother-in-law she's yeah. listening this is our first tree ever traditionally Jews don't mm-hmm. really get Christmas trees but I'm pretty sure that there's actually nothing even vaguely religious about having a anymore so that's why I've gone for it it's just a nice festive thing to come home to yeah. have you put any decorations on no, it because last haven't. week you hadn't um, <laughs> so a bear tree. Well, it's not bear so I got a John Lewis <laughs> pre-lit tree so it's it's okay. fairy lit and I think that's enough it's for cute. me it just yeah. looks pretty and simple twinkly. and twinkly nice. yeah. exactly and yeah maybe one day I'll start investing in ornaments but at the moment that's probably like another expensive yeah. hobby that I don't really need <laughs> but anyway I'm very pleased with my little mm, fairy Christmas nice. no, yeah. but yeah what I mean is I have no snobbery about real or faux because well I didn't grow up with one but I know some people are really snobby about fake I think they're so fine and also you can find some that look so real yeah yeah, I don't get the snobbery Mm. I grew up with faux or fake Mm. and it's only in the last few years that I've been getting real ones just because it's a novelty but I Mm. think the fake ones are great and you can just keep them up in your loft can't you just keep them up and a lot of clearing up with the real ones Mm -hmm. I hear yes I've been hoovering constantly for the last couple of days which is of course I will have to bear um, (laughs) for the next few weeks but yeah and a lot of I mean I don't know about you guys but the Christmas tree seems to cause the biggest argument in our family (laughs) like whether how you get it in the car how you get it through the conservatory to fit in how you chop the top (laughs) it's not that big but you know the stupid things you argue over like what side it goes where to turn it's like oh god so many opinions you still live at home so is it like a big family activity like going to get the tree decorating it is there like a kind of tradition around it yeah it's just it's a lovely thing I think having a big Christmas tree and also it's more my mum she takes it super Mm. seriously there's a whole colour theme Oh, we've got a silver and a white in the dining room I don't know it's just it's a nice thing to do isn't it it's just very fun and also it's so cold this weekend so it felt I think anything that forces me to feel festive I will be there got it with bells on so silver and white <laughs> is the main theme. Silver and white and then the is other the main one? theme. And then the other one is sort of copper and bronze. Oh, Ooh. sounds so stylish. No, sorry. <laughs> and have you kind of, how does it work? Does one collect ornaments and baubles and that kind of thing like over time? Yeah. I think you do. But then this year we bought some new ones because like, last year our tree was a silver themed. And this year we decided to go red and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in my home, home with my parents, it was an accumulation of all the like tap that we picked up over the last <laughs> 10 years or something. So yeah. especially if you want to get good quality ones. Is there a difference between going and buying, you know, a beautiful one from Fortnum's versus a pack yeah. from Sainsbury's kind of what is the difference I know John Lewis when we went in like they sell kind of individual ones mm. which are obviously a bit more expensive I guess you maybe buy a load of mm. cheaper ones and then just kind of buy the odd nice one mm. and then just yeah. build it up Agreed. over the years pepper it yeah, with, yeah pepper with, with some nice ones yeah. classy ones I made the mistake of buying some cheap ones this weekend from I think they are from Astor or something they didn't even come with the like the loops oh, on that's them so annoying when you have to thread they them yourself so fiddly <laughs> I was there for hours and like Matt just can't do it because he's just a 
boys can't thread things through other things really really struggled with this I was like oh god just let me do it so I was there for you know hours but by the time we'd finished it it was a real sense of achievement (laughs) taking me so long (laughs) um heather what kind of color scheme were you going for i haven't got a scheme mine's just a very 80s christmas tree so i've got lots of decorations that were you know my grandparents and stuff my parents didn't want anymore but also since i was born my mum's always bought me and my sister a christmas decoration each year so i've got like 31 Mm. now like random ones and also when i go on holiday that's the one thing i like to buy like something from somewhere instead of a fridge magnet or something like that i'll get like a sort of decoration so So, yeah there's definitely not a color theme the color theme is (laughs) (laughs) multi-colored the ones your mum has bought you have are they kind of festive themed or i've seen avocados and all that kind of stuff this year like yeah what are they like i grew up in germany um for the first few years of my life yeah when i was really little so they've got lots of traditional german ones like the sort of wooden ones um, that you see you know often at german christmas markets Mm. and things like that so yeah it's just basically do you sprecher sie deutsch nein no but no it's just basically a massive mishmash and my angel on the top of the tree is an Anthony Gormley angel of the north ornament and having something on the top of the tree how kind of imperative is that like is your tree not done until you put something oh, yeah. on the top oh yeah you've got to have something you've on the top you've got to have a little fairy on the top yeah. Yeah. Star. so you go for a fairy With a fairy or a star or an angel, yeah, is it an not? Is Sorry, not a fairy. What am I saying? Excuse me. <laughs> Polly just gave me daggers for those not listening. I meant an angel. I remember at school pun. making them out of like Paper kitchen rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Making a skirt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a bit religious. I don't think I'll go there yet. <laughs> yeah, or I'll put a star of David on top of yeah, mine. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Actually. Yeah. Um, okay, and so when it comes to decorating, is there method to the madness? How do you start? What are your tips for? Or not causing a complete drama. Death. Lights first, we I would start say. With lights, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got otherwise that isn't all, all sorts of oh trouble. Oh my god, yeah, you'd be knocking baubles yeah. off if you try to do it. Second. Key question: tinsel or no tinsel? Oh. I've got no tinsel this year. As it's my family home, they would say no tinsel, but I used to tinsel makes me feel really nostalgic. Yeah. We used to love tinsel. I think kids. it's just a bit like it's a bit. It's viewed as tacky. It is, yeah. but, that's why I've got it on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Like Christmas it can ruin a look. Yeah. 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 But if you are going for a nice, classy scheme, I think yeah, yeah. tinsel yeah. can bring the tone down. It a does bit. a little. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit junior school. I don't know why they did this at my school. Every class got um, a hula hoop. You know, like the giant hula hoop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what you decorated, and with either tinsel, and then you like did drawing stuff to, and then they hang them from the ceiling. That's oh, very like, strange. Oh. Surely there are better. Surely there are more attractive ways to decorate <laughs> yeah. a room for Christmas than with them. Decorate your hula hoop, guys. Um, another question actually on Christmas because this has come up a few times over the last few days do you send Christmas cards? I send them to a select few people because I know they will appreciate it mm-hmm. like so grown, grown ups yeah. 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 yeah I'm the same yeah um, family members I won't see over Christmas mm-hmm. no. yeah and I feel like people our age mm. don't tend to send mm. them do they no. or you might get an elf yourself e-card or something have you, have you tried that mm, oh god okay i can't wait to show you, you guys never done elf yourself no. No. yourself sounds rude have <laughs> you done it you've done oh, it eloise is okay. not doing yeah. right so after the podcast <laughs> i will show you i think it's just elfyourself.co.uk and you can have up to five elves in your little um video thing and you upload oh. pictures of your faces oh, in your right. respective groups <laughs> and god don't you turn your nose up at it it's a bloody laugh every year <laughs> my 
my friend did. My, yeah, my friend did that last year, and it was. I was crying yeah. when it arrived. So it was what, very. It, it funny. animates your face. I put it superimposes your so face onto you, dancing elves. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think yeah. my dad will like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 send it your way. Oh, don't, don't worry. worry. And it's, it's an e thing. You send it over yeah. email. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it or you know send it physically. So. Well, if you want a more detailed explanation of how to pick your tree, um, it includes everything from the types of tree variety you want to go for. Do you guys take that into consideration? Or just there, pick... are, there are different types yeah. of trees. Yeah. Norway spruce, yeah. Nordman fir, yeah. Fraser fir, and Noble fir. Those are the four different types. Crikey. Mm. Okay, well, maybe it does really pay to do your research. Gosh, this is full of technical tips, like test the needle retention before you buy. I feel like... Check your tree will fit in the car. Yeah, yeah I know. That's an important one. We did not <laughs> at the weekend. Key. And also looking out for environmentally friendly alternatives. That is also the benefit yeah, of is. going so. Although that comes with the same problems because then it's plastic. Of course, yeah. But then so, if you keep it for 20 years, that's exactly. worth it. And that is it? my plan with mine. Yeah. And also I was talking to my hairdresser over the weekend and he was getting a tree. I can't, it's really bad. I can't remember the name of it. But he was getting a tree from a place that they then pick it up when you're finished oh. with it and then they replant oh, it. Oh, love that. Nice. And I think that is brilliant. If yeah, you can do idea. that, what a great, what a great thing to do at Christmas. Okay, great. We're going to find out the name of that. And we put will. That in the yeah, I'll find yeah, out the name because that sounds like a very good idea. <laughs> uh, we are also going to be putting out some content over the next week or so about how to have a more sustainable Christmas because yeah. that is very much on our radar. Um, so yeah, look mm. out for that if you're looking to be a bit more environmentally friendly over the festive season. Right, we're going to move on to the best. Party food in the supermarkets now slash more. We should have got something to try, really, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, we wrote a feature on all the best party goodies that you can get in all the major supermarkets in the UK. So whether it's canapes, great buffet food, or some killer desserts, um, we've rounded up our favourites. And God, these all look oh absolutely incredible. God. Let's start with canapes. Let's start with canapes. Where does everybody go for a good canapé over the festive season? Heather, food queen. I'm trying to think. So I'm, I'm trying to think back to some of my mum's sort of festive drinks and stuff like that that I get roped into <laughs> often. And yeah, I think she just kind of tends to make more herself. Yeah. My mum uh, and dad lived in Virginia for a few years. And when they lived there, like sure. everyone there is obsessed with crab cakes. So my mum massively got into crab and she bought this Virginia cookbook. Yes. And basically one of the things in it, which is amazing, is this sort of uh, Swiss cheese and crab and creme fraiche dip. You basically mix it together with onions, put it in the oven for 40 minutes, and it gets this nice sort of cheesy hard crust on top. Oh, and then just ca- crackers or carrots, dip it in. Oh, and when, oh Honestly, whenever God. she makes it for any sort of gathering, it like disappears. Like you, you're the one of the ones going around like, anyone for this? And then you never get any yourself because everyone loves <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, unreal. So she does stuff like that, but then also she kind of then goes down the whole like homemade sausage rolls kind of yeah. route okay. and things like that. So quite classic, yeah, I'd yeah. say. I mean, these days you can buy all sorts of amazing frozen canapes and things from every single you supermarket really going. Some of these look sensational. They do, don't they? Look at the Sainsbury's vegan bao bun selection. Oh yeah, that looks great. Yes. They look Cute. absolutely amazing. The Galoumian um, tapenade bruschettine. Bruschettine? Oh, bruschettine. Mini bruschetta. Bang up for trying those. Yes, they're Oops. from Cook. Um, I never actually really go to Cook, but my mum has done dessert from them every I think the ones again. that we buy like frozen, frozen. stuff. Frozen, you yeah, yeah you recognise the yeah the kind of branding. Yeah, um, and what about pulled ham and rabbit crumpets, oh Marks and Spencer's. Oh my god, oh, they as well. Mm. Like so great. But also, this is all re- if you do want to make your own canapes. This is also really good yes. inspo because yeah. that. I mean, how hard could it be? Or rabbit crumpet? Okay, well I'll get some mini yes. crumpets. Yeah. 
melt some cheese and a yeah. bit of marmite. That's a, is that a can of or is that tea? Yeah. Or I breakfast. Mean, <laughs> I could go for that right now. Mm. Love. Okay, that yeah. sounds good, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Becky, what is it, what's a good Christmas canopy for you? So we are quite basic, actually. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, we do blinnies. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. That's like the main thing we it's do. They're like these little circular... It's a mini potato pancake. Yeah, it's a mini... mini. Po- Thanks, Shelley. Yeah, I was struggling there, actually. Mm-hmm. Little mini potato. And we put sort of oak smoked salmon on it oh, yeah, nice. or hot roast salmon which is really mm, nice bit of creme, bit of creme fresh, fresh. that's literally what we would do and we would always just have that with a glass of face and it's, it's just delicious. like the nicest way we, I mean it is a bit weird Christmas day especially we sort of have breakfast and then an hour later we're like quick canapes we, yeah. we don't even have the breakfast so that's like what we open presents with and oh, nice. they're still hungry <laughs> yes, it's, not it's not a breakfast, it's not breakfast. <laughs> but yeah we keep it quite simple and then Christmas Eve we always have like a sausage roll crap oh, yeah. food binge the night before Ooh, so Christmas Eve food is quite an interesting we we can never get this right I have to say in my family we should we save obviously all the big cooking if we're staying in for Christmas day and we never want like a really big meal on Christmas Eve so often we have kind of these bits but then it's not that satisfying so what does one do my mum's usually pre-made something like a lasagna or mm. something like that but something hearty yeah gets mm, out yeah. of the freezer like pie, so she doesn't need to cook it just goes in the oven because you're usually doing prep and stuff the next day yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right Polly I'm not sure we have a particular set plan for Christmas Eve it's more just like we've got a lot of party food in the fridge that my dad has obviously over ordered on you know a mash of stuff we always go out for dinner Christmas Eve which sounds really bougie but it's because it's just become a tradition I don't know why for lunch and then you come home you don't really have to think about anything and then that's when we have our little Mm. platter if you go for a big lunch then you don't yeah then you don't need anything and I think it really takes the stress off and also it's just quite a nice thing to do because I don't know about you but Christmas day you're always just in the kitchen the Mm -hmm, focus is in the kitchen so you're not really together so yeah it's a nice thing yeah. to do we actually do that on Boxing Day do you? Yeah. Yeah. Because we, and also by that point you've got to get out of the house oh, you haven't you? If, you, if you've done Christmas yes. Day at home cabin and, and, yeah, and actually we tend to spend from the minute it kind of hits Christmas Eve we're like be in my parents house yeah. for 48 hours and it's time yeah. to get out it's and a get lot. a bit of fresh air so often yeah. the boys go to football and me Ben and my mum Ben's a boy but anyway we're going, we'll go out for lunch <laughs> this year okay finally let's just uh, there's obviously some amazing main courses on this list as well including what looks like an unbelievable Serrano ham and carving set from M&S which I think this is the best gift I don't know if this is on our Christmas gift guide but if it's not let's put it on because as I say it's £40 and god there's a lot of men in my life who would absolutely yeah. love the ham you, and yeah, the carving set that's yeah. a great deal great deal and that, and, and seriously that is, that's a great gift mm. um, yeah Ooh. plus Everything from salmon on croute to shellfish platters. And then a minute for the desserts, guys. Look at the woodland yule log from M&S, which looks like something I want to put my whole face in. Mm-hmm. Becky, do you like the look of uh, Christmas oh, Colin? Christmas yeah. Colin is singing to me there. I can oh, see yeah. his little Christmas hat Colin on. Colin looks great. Heston's fig and port cheesecake. Don't, I was just Ooh. about to Can we get one of those in, it. Heather? Yeah, let's, get, let's yeah. get one in. While you're at it, Waitrose, <laughs> can you also send us a chocolate caramel vanilla shoe wreath? Wreath? I just oh saw God. that. I also just think the price on all of these is absolutely amazing. I was just about yeah. to say that. Next to that, there's a Tesco's finest passion fruit slate, mm. but it's got like reindeers the lot on, and it's, it's only really eight quid. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Really impressive, yeah. I agree. Like all of these things, again, a selection from Cook, there's a chocolate salted caramel pavlova for £14. Oh my god. I feel like I've taken away a lot from this feature. Oh, made me hungry yeah. for sure. And it's definitely made me hungry and ready for some festive snacks. Um, so do check it out. 
We're going to talk now about New Year's Eve, which may feel a little far uh, in advance. But if you are looking for something to do and something to book, then you need a bit of advanced planning, don't you? Uh, so we put together a piece on what to do on New Year's Eve in London. Um, but obviously, there's um, quite a few of these kind of apply to outside of London as well, e.g. watching the fireworks. Anyone going to be heading to the fireworks this year? Not me. No, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not either. Has anyone ever done it? I've not, but do you know what? It's something I would actually love to do. Mm. I've always been that person that ends up just watching it on the TV yeah. or when you're in a pub or yeah. somewhere, you just see it. Okay, so what, what is everybody doing this New Year's Eve? I've booked an Airbnb in the Cotswolds, actually, with nice. some friends. Lovely. And we're going to go and spend, I think we've got two nights there, actually. Nice. So, so Can I ask you, we tried to do that last year with a group, and we found that trying to book over New Year's was so much more expensive. We found really? properties that were like a decent price, and then they'd like double their prices over New Year's and made you stay kind of oh. a minimum nights yeah. well, minimum three nights or something so we, I think we paid £300 per couple that's not bad at all for, for two nights night. over two nights for two what nights really good yeah. absolutely amazing yeah, yeah. and like it's you know it's not the height of luxury but it's really cute yeah. you know we're within 15 miles of Oxford so we can go into Great. there and yeah I'm really cool to like Having quite a wholesome one because mm. the last few years have been quite boozy and I've always gone into the new year not feeling my best. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this year I'm going to be feeling fresh and funky. But yeah, I think it's uh, quite fun. That's a really nice plan. Yeah. Heather, what about you? Um, yeah, just doing what I've done the last three or four years is to go to the pub around the corner, which is it's just a really small one full of lots of nice people. I feel like I'm know the landlord and landlady really well now mm. so it's a really nice atmosphere so yeah just probably gonna go there and have a few drinks that sounds lovely Heather uh Becky what about you so this year a group of us have booked to go to a restaurant called Chili Pickle in Brighton and the reason we've picked a meal is because last new year we booked this bar we all went out and it closed before midnight and it was just such an anti-climax I'm not joking what you what bar does that on New Year's it Eve it was called Thor's it was like a TP10 and we were honestly trying to get in anywhere Aww. that would take us so this year we thought let's just book a table all go and then you're there and then you can go for a drink afterwards it's just to take the pressure off a bit mm-hmm. so I think it will be low-key but fun oh I'm the chilli pickle food is and the nicest curries Indian I've ever had yeah, and really good drinks menu as well mm. so I think it'll be fun, fun. it's just nice to have no pressure yes. yeah and what, what, what mine's really boring we just kind of left it and didn't think about it and nearly all of our friends are away so I think it's going to be really boring it's going to be just too fast <laughs> it's which hard, is so though, it might be it? quite cosy though oh, it might be I'm really t- I'm really not that happy about it, to be oh, honest. No. It's not great podcast chat. Even my parents are busy. God, oh. we were like, what about you guys? They were like, nope. Sex. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so what makes a good New Year's Eve for you? What do you look for? Is it convenience? Is it, would you ever go into town? Would you spend any time in London? Not anymore. No. I have done it. I know it's, a lot of people say how terrible it is, but it's actually always been fairly last minute, but I've gone to things like not in central, central London, but like, bought a ticket to something so I went to see like Sink the Pink one year which was such good fun because I think that's when it's like it's a planned organized thing you're not just going out Mm. to a club that's when it goes maybe the wrong way but if you're (laughs) going to a, a specific event like someone's house for a party or yeah you've bought a ticket to something I think that's always fun personally I've had a few good new years so my biggest tip if you're going to do that is just to pre-book your travel so whether whether you're going to have obviously the tube is great and they Mm. run it all night but it's also if you've ever done it I mean it's like hell on earth if you're going to be somewhere without a tube stop um, or you've got to like get home and you don't live that near to a station then book your cabs in advance that's a very good idea often cab companies don't actually raise their prices on New Year's Eve Um, you just need to have got there rather than trying to figure out their way home that is definitely my biggest tip Becky I think what makes a good New Year's for me is one that's not got loads of pressure applied to it because the 
amount of times me and my friendship group have organised things and it's been this big, amped up situation. I think the lesser plan, in my opinion, the better and the more you can just sort of go with it without feeling like you really need to make a big hoo-ha. Like, I would feel very pressured to throw a party. Mm. I think that's my take on it just anything that's just casual and convenient mm. yeah I think convenience is a big thing for me yeah just the people I think like I've yeah. kind of got this gang now that I seem to spend most New Year's with and it is yeah just we go around to theirs first and have raclette because oh, yeah. he's got a raclette machine <laughs> and yeah just have drinks at home so it just keeps it like casual yeah, and then nice. head to the pub about 10 o'clock for a few hours so yeah I think good group of people I think not too much pressure or mm. expectation mm. and also not making an early reservation anywhere do not make reservation or yeah. go somewhere at eight yeah. o'clock and then find you've got four hours to yes. kill yes. Yeah. just waiting around exactly <laughs> sit down as late as possible all right we'll have a look at the piece if you're looking for a little bit of new year's eve inspo finally we're going to talk about party tights <laughs> um i feel like these are becoming more and more on the radar aren't yeah. they yeah you put together this piece uh, what constitutes a party tight that is acceptable <laughs> because we're not talking kind of yeah. red things no right now. no i think sticking to black is mm. the best way to keep them looking sleek and polished but then you could in- inject some pattern in there maybe some polka dots what can you wear them with obviously you can't really wear them with white is it got to be black or no. can you wear it with color as well so in the top of the uh, the article, there's a picture of Army Song and she is wearing um, a jumper and a skirt and they're kind of emerald green colour, which I think looks really nice. Those kind of jewel tones, mm. I think, look really pretty with black tights. They've got a bit of sparkle in them mm. or some pattern. But yeah, I think generally, if you're feeling a bit unsure, sticking to black, you know, velvet, I think will look really luxurious, particularly some satin and whatever. But yeah. I'm really, really into fun tights. I'm actually going to be wearing a pair of polka dot ones to the Christmas party on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. I'm influenced. (laughs) I think the most expensive pair in here are like £39, which obviously for one pair of tights is, you know, quite a lot of money, but I think you do get what you pay for with Mm -hmm. with tights, obviously. Then you've got some great ones, some accessorised. John Lewis have got some good ones too. Um, And then if you're just in the market for something quite cheap and cheerful like ASOS I've got loads of good pairs as well Heather I feel like this could potentially be quite up your street yeah I love this kind of look I do obviously wear black quite a lot so yeah I do like the idea of jazzing up an outfit with some of these very sheer sort of glittery ones Mm. look great so Mm. thanks I I did read this with interest (laughs) (laughs) so glad you enjoyed it Becky would you be trying this absolutely I've actually got some spotty tights on today have you but (laughs) they are hidden that's how cold it is in the office I do like it though I like a little peak of them sometimes yeah. even if it is with like I've got leather trousers on today just at the bottom you can see them I like a kind of socky pair as well yes. with a pair of like velvet heels yeah. and a pair of really cute mm. yeah, no I'm into stuff. it I love it I think the only other thing to note I forgot to mention is making sure they're quite a low denier I think like almost yeah. like the quite sheer, sheer definitely. looks way better than like a really thick black tie with yeah. bejewels on it like, <laughs> yeah. you do not want opaque they need nope. to be uh, yeah definitely definitely semi-transparent I think is best Okay, I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at shillax.com. We love hearing from you. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.